0: Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
1: BetMGM Tonight continues live from the BetQL studios in Washington, D.C. Ryan Horvath and P.J. Glasser with you tonight. Check out the podcast wherever you find your podcast. BetMGM Tonight, like, subscribe, review, rate. We're going to talk with Dan Karpik here in a second, managing editor over at BetQL. you got to check out the new NFL betting guide, which is out right now. Get yourself ready for the season, which is only a week away. P.J., I can't wait until... Monday Night Football, Buffalo, New York. Oh, we're going to be on opposite sides. Why, you're on the Bills? It's my biggest bet of week one. What number did you get? We could probably both win. Minus 120 on the money line. Oh, okay. Well, I bet the Jets right away. So. Okay. You, you really like Buffalo in that I game? I love
2: Buffalo in that game. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll fight later. We can dive into that later.
1: We'll talk some college football as well. Uh, right now, really quick in baseball, the Yankees have a 3-0 rare lead over the Detroit Tigers. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Miami Marlins are scoreless. And the uh, Rangers already trailed the Mets 3-0 in that game in the third inning. Let's talk with Dan now, Dan Karpik, BetQL's managing editor. He joins us right now from BetQL. Dan, how are you doing, man?
0: I'm doing great. You guys are talking about Florida, Utah. You're talking about week one NFL. I didn't hear you talking about Kent State, UCF yet, guys. What's going on here? This you got is my bet. This is my five-star play wow. of the week, guys. This okay, hit bet us. UL's. I got to get into this. I got to get into this. I'm so excited, as you can tell. Okay. <laughs> so the current spread is 35 and a half. We have it at 18 and a half. So this is a gigantic difference in our projections versus the current line. So Kent State, I got them at plus 36 and a half yesterday. Plus 35 and a half is a five-star bet. It is a fantastic option here. And if you do a little bit of digging like I did, um, you'll see that some impact transfers here are going to have some an immediate impact for new coach Kenny Burns. He was just the running backs coach for P.J. Fleck in Minnesota for the past six seasons. That running game was electric, prolific. This new offense that with a run step heavy style, um, which is another reason why I like that number, just because the clock is going to presumably keep moving here. Um, Kai Thomas, who was oddly enough listed third on the depth chart initially. Um, he played for Burns in Minnesota. He's a running back before transferring to Kansas, if you remember his name. Um, he, he He's going to factor into this as well. I'm pretty high on him, but as a result, this this offense is going to be focused on ball control, keeping that clock moving. They have some defensive guys that stepped in. Purdue transferred Khalil Saunders, Missouri transferred Devin Nicholson. They should make an impact on defense. And there are quite a few question marks here on UCF side, including some decent turnover. Uh, Darren Hinshaw takes over as the new offensive coordinator. Three starters are gone from the offensive line. Their defensive play was kind of all over the place last year. And John Reese Plumley, we know that he could really do things with his legs, but can he do things with his arm? Of, of he's had a really solid offseason according to all the reports, but we haven't seen him really you know take the field and show that. So I expect UCF to win this game at home, we're, li- we're uh, obviously listing them to do that. Um, but BetQL is giving this a five-star value. They have the Golden Flashes, like I said, losing by 18 and a half not 35 and a half. Um, The model also I have to mention um, has gone 30 and 18. That's 62.5% on UCF ATS bets all time with a $938 total return on a $100 bet. So wrapping that all together, I love the golden flashes against the spread tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I like them, too, actually. I like the number. I like Kai Thomas. Good call on him, too. He rushed for over 800 yards, had six touchdowns in Minnesota that year that he was there as well. we got a couple more games tomorrow night. PJ and I will be on the air for. We get North Carolina State and Yukon, Nebraska, Minnesota, Florida, and Utah is obviously the big one everybody's talking about. Cam Rising's doubtful. So Florida now a four-and-a-half point dog on the road. The totals went all the way from 47-and-a-half down to 44. Anything else that the model really likes tomorrow night, Dan? Yeah, so you mentioned
0: that Florida Utah total. It's down at 44 now. We have it at 48. Um, we also are giving Utah an eight and a half point edge still. Um, but I would really go to this UConn NC State game here. The total's at 46 and a half right now. We have it at 39. So right when I first saw this game, is you know being someone who's right down the street from UConn. Um, We don't want to ever target the over in any game involving this UConn team just because of how bad their offense has been over the last few seasons. This has been just a hold your nose situation when they have been on the offensive side of the ball. They have a a transfer from University of Maine starting. Um, It's going to be a rough year again for the UConn offense. However, I am pretty high on their defense and NC State has one of the better defenses in the country. They ranked 19th in total defense last season. Um, so, we're really expecting a low scoring game here, 39 points. We're expecting the Wolfpack to come away with a 24 to 15 and a half point victory tomorrow.
2: Dan, what about any games on Friday or Saturday for week one? Anything out that popped out to you that uh, the model really likes? Oh, Ball State
0: plus 26 and a half at Kentucky. The main reason here is Lane Hatcher. This is his fourth college football team. He is 24 years old at quarterback. Uh, That was one that popped out. Um, However, Hawaii plus three and a half versus Stanford. I wanted to point this out here. Stanford's in a really weird situation. They have their new coach from Sacramento State, who dominated at the subdivision level. He has this high-flying offense. However, he's stuck with David Shaw's team. So only three transfers came in after he got the job. They have three different starting quarterbacks listed on their depth chart for this game. And Hawaii actually showed some things against Vanderbilt. Unfortunately, I was all over Vanderbilt in that one. After uh, you know, they I think last season they won like 63 a 10 against yeah. Hawaii. And yep. of course, Hawaii goes into Vandy and loses by a touchdown last week. Um, that's, that's great. But um, I, I think that that's certainly one to circle. And then I heard you guys mention Iowa. Uh, the under 45 in that game is certainly something that I'm going to be on. I mean, that's in Iowa under a, a, in week one, I absolutely love it.
1: Yeah, especially without Cade, man. Uh, The game I have to ask you about, Dan, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but it's the one that everybody's going to be watching. It's going to be a standalone game. Sunday night, 7.30 p.m. kickoff on ABC. We get LSU. Now we have some line movement here. They're now two-point favorites. uh, Neutral site game. The total actually coming down, 55.5. I like the over a little bit in this game, but the market going against me. What is the model like in this game?
0: Yeah, so we have LSU um, minus 2.5 as the best bet here. We actually have them favored by six points. Uh, we have them right now uh, projected to win 31.5 to 25.5, so LSU has a 68.07% chance to win outright, um, so pretty solid uh, you know, value there, I'd say, uh, on the LSU side. Um, in terms of the total 56.5, we have it right at 57, so not much value there. Uh, whatsoever, but it looks like if you want to get in on some early value here, LSU minus two and a half is the way to go. And it looks like sharp bettors, public bettors um, are also on the LSU side. S- 76% of the tickets and 80% of the money are backing uh, LSU right
2: now. Dan, let's talk some NFL. And obviously, I want to uh, make sure that you promote the ultimate game-by-game NFL betting guy that you guys have right now at BetQL. So talk a little bit about that. And then anything as of right now as we're approaching week one that jumps out to you?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if you go to BetQL.com right now and sign up, for any premium subscription, you're going to get hit with an email with a handy-dandy link in it right to our betting guide. In this betting guide, you're going to see our projections for the upcoming season. You're going to see additions, subtractions um, for each team. You're going to see our playoff projections. You're going to see a win-loss projection for every game on the team schedule, and then a feature article with some original analysis for from our editorial team. So definitely subscribe now. This is an added bonus this year something new that we tried out and uh, shout out to the editorial team for putting something awesome together as far as week one is concerned here I know you just mentioned the Jets and Bills that's going to be really really exciting and fascinating to watch I think that the 49ers Steelers game is sneakily something that that's going to be really interesting to see here. I would go with the 49ers minus two and a half on the road here. Um, That's something that initially stuck out just because of how dominant this team has been over the years. Obviously, the Steelers are banking on Kenny Pickett, but I think the, the 49ers are just a little bit undervalued here. Um, I do have to say, though, the BetQL model does not agree with me. Um, we're, we're projecting an ex- a 50-50, uh, basically, uh, win percentage here for each of these teams right now. So as we get closer to game time, some news breaks, that could obviously change. Um, personally, though, uh, I, I would definitely be interested in playing that one.
1: Dan, I have to ask you about the AFC North. Like you said, you have playoff projections. That's what I love about the guide. It has a little bit of everything, uh, really good information in there. But P.J.'s a big Ravens fan. This season, I'm a big Ravens fan. Although my mistress team is the Cincinnati Bengals, and now we got Joe Burrow back at practice. But then I'm kind of falling in love with the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. And then you got the Browns, who I'm not falling in love with. But I think they might be pretty good this year, as long as Stefanski's not a disaster. And Deshaun Watson... Uh finds his form again. What is uh what is the guide, what are they like in the AFC North? Is it all Bengals? Is it are they getting some are we getting some Ravens love? Because I can see realistically all four of these teams winning double digit games and sneaking into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, we're giving the Ravens the best bet or the best chance to get in the playoffs or to, nice. to win the division, I should say. Um we're actually projecting some regression from the Bengals, which is pretty interesting. I think that's more of a product of, like you mentioned, all four of these teams presumably could be not only make the playoffs, but they could presumably be contenders in the AFC. Um, I do think that the Ravens right now are the best bet though. I'm glad to know that you guys are both in love with them just like I am. It's gonna be fascinating to see what Lamar Jackson actually does with a downfield passing game if we actually see a downfield passing game and not everyone gets injured like all of his receivers did uh, the last couple seasons seemingly. But um, if OBJ stays healthy, Bateman's out there, Um, This is going to be electric to watch. And this defense has just been a model consistency over the last handful of seasons here under Jim Harbaugh. This team, like we mentioned, I think last time I was on, we talked about this preseason success that under Harbaugh. I think that's just a, 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 uh, you know, just a, Uh, Product of of how well this organization is run from top to bottom. And I think we see this on a year-on-year-out basis where they are always in the mix. And if I were to place my money right now in one of these teams, it would certainly um, by far be the Ravens uh, ahead of everybody else. They just have the fewest question marks and I think the most upside by far.
2: I love hearing that, Dan, because you know the other Baltimore team does not get love from the model, the Baltimore Orioles. I feel like every time I look at the five-star bets, it's fading the <laughs> Orioles. It's fading the Orioles, Dan. I like you; you're a nice guy, but man, that model does not like the O's. So, what do you the, think about The historical
0: Dan? component, PJ? It's the historical component. That's I brought this up with with our analytics team, and we got to give them some more love. I'm I'm completely on board with you. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call them right after this and and let them know that you've noticed. Uh, uh, the, the hatred of, of of the Orioles in our model. Well,
2: you you know that I'm an <laughs> Orioles fan, so when you know Kate or Lucy come on, send it in, and it's like the model likes the White Sox today. They like, I'm like again, they're fading the Orioles. But what do you think about some of these divisional races, Dan? I think really the AL East and the AL West are kind of the two that really look like they're going to come right down the wire. The O's have a two-game lead on Tampa, and then good luck trying to predict between Texas, Houston, and Seattle who wins that division. you have any good feelings on, like, either of those divisions and who you would take? I mean, the
0: Astros, I mean, the Astros lately have been kind of raking at the plate. They've kind of shown, uh, you know, that veteran leadership that we know them to have. However... I think what's going to be really interesting is all of those guys that were just put on waivers, and do any of these guys land on any of these teams? I'm yeah. assuming that they're going to make a pretty big push for these guys, and it's going to be fascinating as we look back on the season, at the end of the season, will any of these guys actually make an, an impact in kind of vault one of these teams ahead of the other. Um, you got some pretty big names on here. Luke, uh, or Lucas Giolito. Um, you have uh, Hunter Renfro, who ranks ninth dating back to 2019 in terms of home runs for outfielders, and all of a sudden he's on waivers. Um, I think whoever lands one, uh, one, two, three of these impact guys could potentially be vaulted forward. Um, but right now, I mean, it's so, so hard to predict. I would probably just go with the Astros. That's kind of a boring pick uh, to win the al west but um this is going to be fascinating down the stretch and it's actually going to make us pay attention to baseball while football is going on which is which is a pleasant little surprise yes,
1: yeah it will dan we only got about 45 seconds i want to sneak one in actually because like i love college football that's my baby pj loves well golf pj just loves everything i do you're a big hoops guy give us your surprise team really quick in the nba this year maybe that nobody's talking about the
0: toronto raptors wow i just uh, wrote something up on the toronto raptors their new head coach is an offensive guru i think they're going to unlock a lot of scotty barnes this year fred van vliet's gone dennis schroeder actually was dominant on the defensive end last year i think he's going to fill in quite nicely and this is really the last chance for this team to really contend with ogian Nobi and pascal siakam in the last year of their contract so watch out for
1: the toronto
0: raptors you heard it here first
1: Dan, thanks so much, man. We'll talk again soon. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Dan Karpik, managing editor over at BetQL. Check out BetQL on Twitter or X BetQL app. And also check out the NFL betting guide. A ton of good stuff. And if they like the Ravens, if the model likes the Ravens, let's go. Then PJ likes the And guide.
2: they don't like the Bengals either. So that makes me feel good. Injury regression. That would be my answer for are how you, the Bengals. Are you higher on the Browns this year or the yeah. Steelers between those two? Those two teams. So Browns. Browns. I do like browns.
1: Yeah, but Kenny Pickett looks damn good. Pickens looks damn good. I'm really high on both teams. I mean He's I know squ- that's like a cop out answer. I'm I'm We'll talk about it. I'm, I'm cooling off on the on the Bengals this year just because they've been so healthy the last couple of years. I know Burrow is back at practice, we'll talk about that. We gotta talk about the Ryder Cup though. There's still golf going on. P.J.'s gonna try to help you guys out. Bet MGM tonight, Ryan Horvath, and PJ Glasser. Thank you.